hey, hey, it's B-Rad, celebrity hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. We are currently at 52,000. That's right, 52,000, and we're on over 40-plus platforms, uh, including Amazon Music and Audible and even Spotify. So today's guest has been in the hair industry for just under 10 years and loves all things pertaining to hair and skin. She loves education and will consider herself a student for life. Life experience has been a great teacher for her as well. She originally lived to please others and went for her nursing degree and made a hard turn towards the beauty industry despite her accolades. Now having her cosmetology program completed, she also received her associates in science. I love researching ingredients and learning the inner workings of products and passing that information on to my guests and clients behind the chair, our next guest says. So let's welcome today's show, uh, our guest, Jennifer Somers. Welcome, Jennifer. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Brad. It is an honor to be on your show. I can't tell you that the excitement I feel um, I'm just humbled to be here. I'm a mother of two, and so first and foremost, I'm a mom, and then secondary is my career, but it's my passion, so I feel very lucky to be able to live out every day doing what I love, and if you do what you love, it never feels like work, so I work in a suite. I'm solo, and I cater to my clientele and my new guests. And I try to not only provide exceptional um, hair color and hair services, but also I take care of the scalp health. And I include that and try to be well-rounded because, uh, you know, you want a good health environment of that scalp in order for the hair to come through and have longevity. So I just love it so much. I did go to school for nursing and I lived that was what my grandparents wanted. Mm. Um, I was told the whole time growing up, you know, there's Dr. Jennifer, there's nurse Jennifer. And it just, when you're almost through it, you're miserable, you know, it just becomes, okay, when they're gone, I'm doing this for me and I'm not happy. So mm -hmm. when do you focus on what makes you happy and, and finding your individuality? So I've just always been fascinated with hair, hair cutting, hair color, you know, getting in and, and playing in mama's box and mm -hmm. looking at everything in the drugstores. It just always fascinated me. So here I am today. And even though I got started a little later in life, I mm -hmm. like to think that um, I offer my gifts something and I hear a lot that um, should be what everyone's concerned with and mm -hmm. that is the health of their hair and scalp and so i feel like i offer them uh, an advantage because when they're coming they're not only getting quality service but they know that their uh, follicles and stimulation of the scalp is good and that so the their hair quality is going to be better exactly and and you mentioned a few things in there one is pleasing others the other is passion and the other is scalp health. So basically one of those things is, and I think that's the toughest thing for a lot of us is 
are we truly living our passion? Are we scared to tell our parents or grandparents or people around us or even friends? They say, I want to go and do this. And they're like, no, don't do that. Because I've had that in my own life. Even when I said to my parents, hey, I want to go to university and take this. They're like, no, get a real job. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Because it has so many stuff yeah. and you then going into nursing, which is a big pivot for you. So what was yeah. that turning point in your life that made you know that you wanted to be in the beauty industry? So you're in Absolutely. nursing and now you're like, I want to be in the beauty industry. So what was that thing that clicked in your mind that said, I need to make this shift. <laughs> I can tell you the exact day, actually. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. They make you rank up. So yeah. before you could just go straight into nursing. But mm -hmm. now, even with doctrines, you know, you have to start out as a CNA. So mm -hmm. I worked from the bottom up. I had worked for three years as a CNA. Mm -hmm. And I was working at a prestigious um healthcare facility that was right beside the hospital and I was working mm. on a nursing floor um, for rehabilitation patients and I had just got accepted into the nursing program and I was burnt out mm. you know lifting dead weight um, all of the sad scenarios that happen I'm sure a lot of us know you know the ratio of care to um patients and residents mm -hmm. is very small there's long hours it's grueling work and you just get so burned out so quickly but anyways I had went in for my meeting and the uh, nursing director and supervisor looked at me and told me so why do you want to be a nurse and I had a panic attack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hyperventilated. I think she saw I was about to vomit. And she uh, grabbed a trash can and she was so good about it. She redirected me and just started to ask more questions about who I was, where I came from. And I think she saw it in me right when I was realizing it, too, that my heart wasn't in it. And so she told me, she looked at me and she said, you know, the grades are there, everything's there. She said, but if you want a different life, if you want more time, if you want a family, you know, when you first come out, you're working graveyard shifts, you're always on call. It's a lot. She said, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. She said, so there's a few weeks left before we begin. She goes, if you would like to enroll then, she says, I'd like for you to take some time and think about it. And that was my out. That was my escape. Uh, that was my aha moment. And I took that time and I said, at 19, you think you have, you know, forever to go yes. back and do it. But mm -hmm. I said, hey, if it doesn't work out with what I want to do, then I can always go back. But I never went back and I've never regretted it ever since. You know, it broke my family's heart. Mm -hmm. It really did. So I, I got a lot of press about you're not going to make it in the hair industry, you know, and there had been quote unquote family members that had done hair and not, you know, thrived in it. And mm -hmm. so you have people in every field that could do that and say, hey, what well, wasn't for me or I didn't do great at it. But I just knew that I had to try it if I was mm -hmm. going to be happy. And so I... I went for it and then now I'm at a turning point with being in the industry the years I have because you work all day, you know, for a haircut in the beginning, you have mm -hmm. no clientele. Yes. And so it really does take sitting and it takes patience and it takes a backbone and it, 
no one's book club people aren't gonna like your work so you know you have mm-hmm. to have a tough hide to be in this industry yeah. but I was determined to make it work but now I'm on the other side where I'm getting my full book and mm-hmm. you know you have to run into when to let go of people to bring in new and so it's it's a beautiful thing and so I'd like to think that through it all I've learned a, a tremendous amount and then with having a science background I really appreciated in the cosmetology um, field and in school the chemistry um, things that they went into the cellular and inner workings of the hair and skin it mm-hmm. just really was on par with um, what I had learned and what I had a passion for then so I feel like I'm a mad scientist sometimes you know I do a kind yes. of experiment <laughs> well, well <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah well sometimes when we go in the back and we're mixing a color and we're doing you know and I've been called that too a mad because it's never just one thing it's it's a combinations of many things and and you said a few important things know when to fire clients know when to because that's part of your passion too and if people aren't edifying or building up or allowing you to grow and that's a tough thing for a lot of us too is with when we're in a career that's not we're not passionate about we're living for someone else and we're doing it for them so they can say that's my the you know the, the doctor, the lawyer, the nurse, the not everybody is meant to be in those fields. Some people are meant to be in more creative fields or artists or that sort of thing. And, and I know a lot of people kind of look down on that to say, well, that's not a real career. But the main thing is kind of keeping keeping your passion. So one thing you're passionate about, you wrote a blog on your Facebook page on the importance of buying professional um, and informing consumers on the top 10 nasty ingredients that are found in the supermarket drugstore shampoos um, and conditioners to help everyone make better choices concerning their hair needs for health. When did you know that researching uh, what was in the beauty products was important? Oh, gosh, uh, long ago, I'd say about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the beginning of my career, I was a little naive, if you would call it. I think um, just growing up the way that I did, um, I had always used drugstore myself. So mm-hmm. I think I have a little bit of familiarity of what guests come in and what they think they're doing. You know, there is a lot of marketing tactics out there that make you think you're doing something good and buying something good. But then you turn around the back of the label and how could it be good? And Mm -hmm. then you go through the adage, you know, you get what you pay for. And so um, I started having clients come to me that were having reactions and very reactive scalps. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to help them, you know, and I thought, hmm. I am the professional. They are coming to me with a problem. How can I fix this? How can I uh, solve this problem and then redirect them and and not offend them at the same time? Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? Education is a great tool and would be the best way. So I started going down that rabbit hole. I started asking Mm -hmm. the questions and really started concerning myself with what are you using at home what is your daily regimen you know let's look at that let's also look at what we've been doing with color before so even with some lines that I had used before in the past they had lots 
of um, chemicals and um, parabens and stuff in them. So I had some guests that had been with me since cosmetology school that were having color allergies. And mm -hmm. I knew through school even that that was a liability. That was my license on the line. You don't want to continue to do something to harm someone ever. So I knew I had to either refer them out or switch my line or get in another line, do something to help the situation. And then it started to become more and more. I started seeing others. Then I started noticing that inflammation more, noticing the bumps that were there, noticing the terms when they say their scalp was very itchy or it was very aggravated and raw. And I started putting it together that it had to do a lot with um, supermarket and drugstore, non-professional um, ingredients they are using mm -hmm. that is suffocating that scalp as well as building up on the hair shaft. And it's mm -hmm. just not working for them. We hear a lot from our clients. I wish I could take you home with me. You make my hair look so nice when I see you. Even people I meet on the street, family and friends, they all want to know what they can do better yes. for their hair. And I think the number one thing is go getting away from parabens, sulfate, things that are toxic um, to our bodies because I'm actually very sensitive myself. I can't deal with anything mm -hmm. fragrance related in my skincare. And so I had um, cystic acne as a teenager and I went to dermatologists and saw doctors and of course sometimes blanketly you can be put on steroids or antibiotics it's a quick mm -hmm. fix that you don't get to the root of it so as soon as I went and tried a fragrance-free product mm -hmm. and saw a world of difference and immediately my skin cleared up and then learning about it with hair and skin in school I had an aha moment too so some of us are more sensitive and mm -hmm. will be and I really feel it's a blessing because those that don't are not seeing reactions. They're still putting toxic things mm -hmm. on their body daily. And they're the ones that are going to pay dearly for it for years of it building up in the scalp and in their blood. So I just tell everyone, you know, if you can help it, it may cost a little bit more, but mm -hmm. this is going to be better for your health. It's what your whole family can use it. A little goes a long way. It's got tons more, actually about 20 times more active concentrates. Mm. They do not have to use as much. And when you make it make sense, then mm. it makes sense to your clients, you know. Exactly. <clears throat> when you did your research, what did you find most surprising in your findings that you kind of didn't <laughs> know before? Or yeah. we need a, sh a second and third episode. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Oh, wow. So you hear things all the time about um, oils and uh, especially growing up in the 90s, you know, I didn't have a hair straightener, you know, the mm -hmm. curling iron was how I straightened my hair, I did mm -hmm. a look, and then all of a sudden you have an, I remember the first smoothing serum I've ever had was John Frieda, mm -hmm. the frizzies, and boy, is that not a hard one? I mean, yes. you put one drop too much, you're an oil slick all day mm -hmm. long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. uh, silicone to dimethicone uh -huh. 
uh, we hear these things. And I've, I've heard silicone and dimethicone before, and it had even been put in skincare. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that it was just so controversial. And now, especially with some heavier dimethicone, they're actually being banned in skincare mm-hmm. and making it play in hair care. They're banned. Why? Because they suffocate everything. And so um, people would have bad skin, really bad, bald, congested pores, and your scalp is an extension of that, you know? So all of a sudden, your hair starts uh, thinning or overly shedding, and you're wondering why. And it can be something, and, and a lot of things that are putting in there that's so nasty, they're so cheap, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was surprised to know just how inexpensive these things are that they're using. but they give the brands a longer shelf life so that they can sit there on the shelf for three years, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. And I, another thing I was really surprised about was that some things have biocumulative effects so mm-hmm. that they build up in the scalp and on the body and, and they even have false hormones. So mm-hmm. they're messing up with our own hormone production and interfering there. And mm-hmm. so it's so, so dangerous when you think about that. Like there's a residue that is now stuck in debris in your scalp that you can't get out if you're going to continue yes. to use that product. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Wow. Wow. So why should, why should consumers read the label and what should they look for when they're looking at, at products? Okay. So what I tell my guests, is to flip over that label and you're not going to be able to pronounce a lot of the things but mm-hmm. there are certain like hints so um some things uh, the end of the word will say paraben attached mm-hmm. to it or sulfate attached to it right mm-hmm. and so um, i tell people especially if they'll look um towards the beginning so you know the top list of ingredients are the more active the higher concentration and as you move on down in the ingredient um, list those are the ones that are sparse or next to none that's in there so I tell my clients and guests if you will look for things that towards the beginning and top of the label it says it contains peptides extracts ceramides fatty acids hyaluronic acid things that are nourishing things that you want in hair care and stay away from things that list in the towards the beginning alcohol sd alcohol those are alcohols that are very drying very stripping and um, can aggravate your scalp and uh some things are confusing so like steteral alcohol is uh, needed sometimes to formulate products but it's actually like a fatty substance and it's smoothing mm. to the skin and hair so i tell them that if you could just start there you can tell them, like, you know, we all make mistakes, but yes. if you will just start there, you will be doing yourself so much good. Mm-hmm. You know, I also tell them that sometimes brands will list on the front, this is paraben-free, sulfate-free, this is pH balance. You all want to work in harmony with your scalp. So really jive for things that are going to be synonymous with a good pH. Mm-hmm. 
And well, if and, they need my help, they can reach out to me, of course. <laughs> yeah, and that's a great way to always be available for your clients. But I think, too, even though it says paraben-free or even some products say formaldehyde-free, if you're doing mm -hmm. uh, certain treatments. But then again, they can have yeah. an alternative that's just exactly. as bad as what they a took cousin. out. <laughs> yeah, and so, then when it's, it's heat-activated, you're breathing it in. Exactly. And, you know, if you're getting yeah. a treatment and there's a ton of smoke and it's filling the salon, yeah. it's probably not good for you. And they have to wear an N95 mask, and a, you know, or some of them wear the the, the thing like the gas mask with the, yeah. like that, that sort of thing. But but generally, you would know I'm like you. I'm very sensitive to product. I'm very extremely sensitive to any kind of artificial fragrance. Like for me, it just triggers um, headaches, all that kind of stuff. Or I just know just bringing a, a product, skincare product near to me that if my skin just starts to tingle, starts to itch. Oh. So my background, I'm fully licensed in hair aesthetics, massage and holistic. So I know the real full realm and I've had my own product line previously that was all natural, 100% vegan. So I know all about products. And so that was a big thing when a lot of reps used to come in, they would say, hey, I've got this great product. I would look at it. A lot of times I would know more about the product and the ingredients than they did. And <laughs> a lot of times they didn't want to hear what I had to say because once they yeah. knew it wasn't a great product, how can they now consciously go to the next salon and say, hey, buy this. It's great when they know exactly. what it's doing, if it has propylene, glyca um, propylene glycol in it or whatever, which propylene glycol is the same stuff that you use to clean the oil off the floors in the garages of, you know, the mechanics place in chemistry. Yeah. Um, it actually suspends the water. It, it's, it suspends the moisture molecule in water. So you just have to know what it does and if it needs to be there. But yeah, a lot of these long, long names, why do we really need them in our products sort of thing? So what was your reaction when you first wrote your blog on your Facebook page and people started reading it? What was the reaction from those that read your blog? I had a lot of people reach out to me, um, even some uh, seasoned veterans hairstylist that um, had no idea and would ask me um, for more information or if was it okay to share it. Um, it had a really great profound effect and I tried to write it in a way where not only the professional but the guest and consumer mm -hmm. could correlate what I was yes. trying to say because I feel like it's just so important. You know, I try to put things in front of my guests and let them touch it and try to educate them on how to use it. I want them to recreate the looks that mm -hmm. I do in the salon. I think that's important. So education is just a big part of my life and I don't know it all for sure. I'm always going to keep continuing to be a student. I just mm -hmm. love to learn from others, but you know, I just really found it fascinating how what's in an ingredient deck you know an ingredient deck is just a recipe if you mm -hmm. will for what goes into products and sometimes we're being sold on things that aren't necessarily true just like mm -hmm. you'll pick up an argan oil for example and think well that's what it says and that's the name on there so that product must be 100 percent argan oil well mm -hmm. <laughs> i hate to burst your bubble it's not oh. <laughs> and some of those other ingredients like you said you turn around that label and there's a really long word that's in there mm -hmm. you just try to do something good for your hair but then you took two steps backwards by what they suspended in that mm 
mm-hmm. uh, formulation. So I always try to buy clean, cleaner and more vegan and health conscious products. And I try to educate my consumers on why they need it. And I've actually seen with even, I go PPD and ammonia free with my color. Mm-hmm. I know that you know this is true too. There is no such thing as organic color. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that sometimes online. Some people ask, but everything has a chemical composition. Mm-hmm. You know, water is a universal solvent. So yes. it's just, but when I did that and noted and used that on clients that had the reactive scalps and had the color allergies, I noticed that a beautiful thing happened. Um, and that was down the road. I'm talking about six to nine months using that color on that client. Um, it stimulated and helped some follicles open up. So mm-hmm. not only did they get beautiful color, but because they're not putting those toxins back in the scalp or their very sensitive scalp, their hair was able to regenerate. And so they're having thicker, healthier hair come through. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable to them too. So it's just a, a beautiful thing. I, I'm just really happy in that. And so if I can help anyone, I will. Yeah, that makes a, a big difference. Do you also think that, you know, consumers and professionals should be uh, wary of like buzzwords, like they have all natural, organic, yes. Um, yes. clean, eco-friendly, yeah. green, because I think they kind of hop on the wagon or they say contains essential oils and they have maybe one drop and then a big, long, nasty carrier oil, or exactly. <laughs> like you said, with a Moroccan and whatever, or hemp oil or whatever people use, but that's part of the thing. Oh, it's going to, you use one drop of this and your hair is going to be amazing. But like you said, like, a, as they say, like a drugstore line, it'll have silicones that coat your hair that build up that, you know what I mean? Or even, even henna itself years ago, people used to use henna or they buy henna in different colors, which henna yes is a natural because it's a root and leaf. But when you process it, it becomes a chemical because henna itself is natural state is like a red orange color right? Anything other than that has been processed. So obviously, it's not clean and healthy. And you know, with with henna, even though it's all natural, it's very difficult to remove. Get it out. out. You can't bleach it out. You can't what what does get it out though is vodka. So if anybody (laughs) wants to know, vodka will get it, uh, will get it out, it'll break it down. There's a system that you use. Um, Somebody I like to shout out is Ask Meg's. So uh, Meg's Cavanaugh, if if you go on there, um, she has lots of, of, and the other one was like the bad smell we used to get from perms, how to get rid of that. They used to say use castor oil. Well, sometimes castor oil was worse (laughs) smelling, smelling than the other. But as we kind of wrap up, I just want to give a shout out, something you may be interested in. You talked about um, education, something that's going on. Um, so join us on the Mayan Soul Beauty Institute Cruise, May 7th to 12th, 2023. Learn and have fun with A-list celebrity beauty industry professionals on Sir Richard Branson's super yacht, Scarlet Lady. Uh, tickets are available now at www.beautyindustrycruises.com and we'll see you there. So as we wrap up, Jennifer, what's a nugget of gold that you would like to leave uh, for our audience. Hi, I would just like to tell everyone that, you know, search yourself, especially if you're about to embark on your education and your major, you know, go with what's going to make you happy. Don't live your life for others. You'll be surprised where it takes you. 
I mean, just as I'm sitting here today, I'm a little in awe that this is already my second interview. And I just feel like I have comrades that have been in this industry much, much longer than me. And um, I just feel so young in it and at it. And yet I'm doing great things. And, it, you know, you should just always follow your gut with mm. things. And then also too, you know, learn to be self-aware with things that's going on within your body. So I advocate that to my clients too. If something is reactive, like you said, you're going to feel tingling. You're going to get really itchy. It's going to be aggravation to you. And you definitely don't want to keep putting that onto your scalp or onto your skin mm -hmm. because you're going to have trouble. And, you know, just as we mentioned before, anything that messes with your hormones and disrupts your normal hormone production, that's bad. And now they're linking it things to cancers and fragrance is terrible. You know, they don't even have to tell you what all they're putting to make that fragrance. It could mm -hmm. be 21 ingredients that's in there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's wild that you could have some, like you said, one drop of good oil, but then right behind it, they got fragrance. It just killed that product. Mm -hmm. So be open to, um, you know, other things or maybe trying out other products if you can and um, just advocate for yourself and for your clients because we're their first line of defense. And so um, when you do that, I feel like you, you're doing something great and your clients know it too. And mm -hmm. so you'll have loyalty there yes. um, because they know that you have their best interests at heart. So who could fault you for that? Yeah. And I think that's part of being a professional. Like I say, if you don't use everything in your arsenal toolbox that you need, and this is part of it is knowing your, it's not enough to recommend products, but also know the products and know that they're healthy. Like you, I use PPD color because I have some clients that they're so allergic to it. It'll send them to the hospital. So you have to be very careful and not say, Oh, well, it'll be okay this time. No, you can't take the, the, you know, fate of your client, because you're the professional, you want to make sure that you're doing the best um, as an artist, as a business owner, as a, you know, sweet owner. And that's, we're kind of running out of time. But that's a big thing, too, is is becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a solo entrepreneur, becoming a female entrepreneur. Those are like, that's a whole other, maybe an extra show, but, <laughs> but, but, but is there, is there something that I haven't asked you during this podcast that you really want to share with our audience? No, I don't think so. Okay. You think it's covered. So if somebody had questions for you, um, what are your social media handles and where's the best place, place for them to find you? I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, my Facebook is Jennifer Summers, just my name, and then my um, Instagram handle is Hair and Skin by Jen, J-E-N-N. -N. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, just reach out to me. I don't bite. <laughs> no, but it, but it's a great way. Like all, like I say, this this time has gone so so quickly, and I've learned so much already. And I'm like you. I'm all about passion. I'm all about following your your bliss. I'm all about ingredients because with my shop, you know what I mean. We are all about ingredients and and say sourcing the best ingredients at the time because things are always evolving. Things are always changing. As I say, or if you can't find anything, make it yourself which is what I did. 
But um, I want to say thank you, Jennifer, for joining us today here on the Hairstyles Empowerment Podcast. And we'll see everybody else next time. Bye. Thank you.